Officer, I'm so glad you're here. I called 911 very recently. I'm so glad somebody was able to turn up so quickly. My Dennybot 3000 has malfunctioned. He left me. He he left out of the elevator and locked me in this glass room. Denny Cop, can you save me? I am Denny Cop 3000. If saving you is part of my prime directive, then yes, I can save you. Now consulting Prime Directives. Hmm. Do tell. Prime Directive 1. Record a rad podcast. Sick. Prime Directive 2. Remember to do the gimmicks. Prime Directive 3. Protect the innocent. Mm-hmm. Are you innocent? <laughs> <laughs> I am innocent. I sure hope there isn't a fourth prime directive because I'm here. I, while you're here saving me, I also need to talk to you about star Wars. Uh Oh, I have a feeling this is not going to work out. Oh no. His fourth prime directive is not to talk about star Wars. The secret prime directive. <laughs> I'm going to be locked up with dead Oscar Isaac for weeks now. All star Wars talkers must be, exterminated <laughs> and seen wow power down please officer kinda, Dennybot thank you for your service kind of swung Dalek at the end there I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doctor who is this robot <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say anything but I'm glad you did alright um, welcome back everyone it's movies for win and thank you all for listening to our movies for win special on the oscars those are basically happening as we record now in the next few minutes so we have no reactions to our false predictions from last week i don't so, even remember what our predictions were <laughs> hey they're, i'm they're all wrong i think i gave i think i gave best picture to triangle of sadness or something like that we were putting some good vibes out into the universe though for sure yeah we always do. That's that's like our main thing is good vibes. It's true. This is a good vibes podcast. This is a feelings podcast. A feelings and podcast. Even as a you know an, a robotic officer of the law, you cannot actually feel things. Denny, uh, someone oh? didn't pay close attention to the subtle themes of the movie. I think he did feel things. Ah, speaking of robots feeling things. Um, Wally? <laughs> we're here to talk about Wally, folks. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. It, it, dang it. My Blu ray player got, got fried a little bit here. So I only have my VHS player, and it looks like Robocop is stuck in there. So let's talk about that instead. Yay! <laughs> I don't have a VCR player. This is a skit. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is manufactured just like RoboCop. So, <laughs> Denny, the 1987 classic 
RoboCop. We've yes. been kind of dying to talk about it, honestly. I don't yeah, know about you. A lot of anticipation hmm? for this one. Um, I have nice. been waiting for a reason to do this on the podcast for a long time. I can't believe it took us this long. Like, we've gotten through a couple sci-fi themes and not done RoboCop. Yeah, and the reason is you. Because uh, I believe this was your pick. Great yes. selection, by the Thank way. Thank you. RoboCop. Um, before we get into RoboCop and our ongoing series of movies for when you're worried about robots, Denny, what else have you been watching lately before we get to the classic RoboCop? I've got a nice little list to uh, check in with this week. I wanted to start with um, the television program Bee and Puppycat. Greg, ah. do you like to vibe? Just yes or no? Generally, yes. I Would you it. say your vibes, they're kind of like a vaporwave chill? Vaporwave chill airing on the side of positive, yeah. Okay. Bee and Puppycat is the show for you. Um, it is... Uh, it, it it's it flirts with the anime a little much for my liking sometimes we're like be careful okay like just we don't need to go there um but it is a very uh sugar-coated wonderful delightful mellow low-key fun show about this woman named b and her puppy cat what's a puppy cat well it looks like a cat but it smells like a puppy that's how you know it's a puppy cat mm -hmm. um and they do jobs for money to pay the rent and the jobs happen in some weird cosmic universe um can't recommend it enough but i'm only five episodes in i just remembered it earlier today and was like shit i should watch some more of that and just vibe um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um i saw cocaine bear greg i saw cocaine bear in theaters have we yes. discussed this we haven't discussed this no i didn't watch it damn it dude we, we were busy having our first anniversary we slipped up and didn't see a bear do cocaine yet oh man if you can't see it in person for your first anniversary at least see it on a screen is what i say <laughs> um. <laughs> that's what they tell me it was a really fun movie man um directed by elizabeth banks uh hmm. i did not know that going into it i thought she did a really good job um there, there's a phrase I've been occupied with lately that I really like. There is no good and bad. There is only joyful and joyless. And I think that is what I'm seeing in movies more and more. And this was a joyful movie compared to something like Sharknado or Wolf Cop. Um, you know, it, it had that kind of fighting spirit that Snakes on a Plane had. Um, there's actually decent enough human drama and well-fleshed out characters uh, I believe it is Ray Liotta's last performance. Um, it mm. is at least one of them. Um, I, I thought Cocaine Bear was a good time at the movies. It's not like fantastic, but it actually had like enough heart to justify its own existence, which I was not expecting. It was a decent, decent movie. Um, Very nice. I want to ex. Yeah, I'm sorry I, to interrupt. I want to explore the idea of joy and joyless versus good and bad. I, I want to see if there's like specifically movies that i think are just straight up bad that are actually just joyless so hmm. i'll give that a think i i think it makes a lot of things clear when you look at it that way mm -hmm. um 
I also watched, as promised, uh, RoboCop 2. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh. honestly, the last time I saw both RoboCop and RoboCop 2, uh, I'm pretty sure I was very drunk both times, and I came away thinking RoboCop 2 was better, so I had to check, uh, since I was, you know, in the neighborhood cinematically. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you were in old Detroit. Yeah. Might as well stick around. <laughs> um, I can confirm... Uh, I was just drunk. RoboCop 2 is not better than RoboCop 1, but it is a very good movie. It still has a lot of the good satirical elements that 1 does, but it's just kind of missing that Verhoeven magic. Paul Verhoeven was not back for it. Um, So it's still really, really good. Probably one of the best sequels ever made to a movie, I would say, especially because there's a fucking character named RoboCop 2 in RoboCop 2. So RoboCop is not the titular character. Um, I just love little things like that. But uh, yeah, they're they're both very good movies. Um, Yeah, I imagine... That's got to be a real rarity. I imagine in Creed 3 that Apollo Creed does not fight his grandson. (laughs) So it's good when we can have some fun like that. Uh, What else did you watch, bud? So this is a big chunk of change. I watched um, Scream 3, 4, 5, and 6. Ah, nice. (laughs) Saw saw them all. (laughs) I'll give I'll give brief thoughts. Basically, my my history with this is I wanted to watch this franchise years ago, but I hated Scream Two so much that I bailed on my watch through. I was like, "Fuck this shit! Um, I, I I don't want to do this." I was about to say that's the only one missing because we did Scream One on the podcast last year. Yes, over a year ago, and Gosh, then that was our first Halloween. You just straight up skipped two. So yeah. I, I hope I never see it again. I thought it sucked. Um, I love Scream <laughs> 1. Um, I won't get too deep into any of these. Uh, Scream 3, I thought, was a fun little flick. Apparently, that's not a popular opinion based on some people who commented on my Facebook. Um, but um, you know what? I think my Facebook at this point is me and like three other people that comment on each other's movie posts. So thanks for, thanks for interacting, I guess. Um, Cheers to you, Dylan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I thought scream three was pretty fun. Uh, I liked the uh, meta elements and uh, scream four was an absolute blast. Wes Craven is back uh, for his final in the, in in the series. Um, That one was super duper fun. Uh, five was a little bit of a dip in quality they still have like the cool like we're gonna break down the slasher rules and we're gonna uh do it but we're gonna mention instead of like 90s horror we're gonna name drop hereditary and the babadook and it's kind of cool um Uh um they're they're like discussing elevated horror and shit like that and how the rules are different now and Mm -hmm. no one really makes sequels or franchises but it's just not as effortless and, shall we say, joyful uh, without Wes Craven involved. And I felt pretty much the same way about Six, which is in theaters right now. I went to see it at like uh, 11.15 in the morning yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a joyful experience. but It was. It was. No, it was a, it was a fun movie. Um, I, I, I don't see... Like, people have been really into these past two Scream movies... And they're they're just like competent legacy sequels. They're not anything like 
super duper good. Um, they're just like mm-hmm. legacy sequels that like didn't completely screw the pooch. I I think we're still a little burned from the last two Halloween movies. Yeah, we have lowered the bar, so to Holy speak. Holy shit. <laughs> Breath of fresh air. Ah, so you can scream with that breath. I don't yes. know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, past the Scream franchise, did you watch anything else? Nope, that's it. It, it, was, it was all a mad dash. I wanted to see Scream <laughs> 6 in theaters because I thought the trailer looked pretty dope and I just had to power through. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. I did I did brush it off a little by saying it's just the, like <laughs> the the whole Scream franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you lazy bitch. What else did you watch? Um, can't believe you couldn't make time for uh, Women Talking, which is what I watched. Um, I'm a therapist. Do you know how much time I make for Women Talking? <laughs> Only if they're paying me. <laughs> hey This session does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> He tells his clients. Um, yeah, they put it on Amazon Prime uh, ahead of the Oscars. And I watched it on International Women's Day. So, you know, women talk, I listen, I guess. Hey. Maybe I'm somewhat of a feminist. This wow. podcast does pass the Bechdel test. How could you say something so brave? <laughs> I'm brave. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, no, it it is a good movie. It does um, look bad. I think the movie looks bad is the problem. <laughs> it, um, it's set... I don't know if you saw the trailer for it or not, but it's set in 2010. It's like a very secluded like religious colony. Like, Ooh. I don't think they ever say Amish, but it is something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Despite it being set in 2010, they do still have, like, this color grading of, like, mostly just blue-gray to make it look like it's still set in 1890 or whatever. I, I, it was a bad choice. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think it looked that great. The movie itself, it seemed like um, a sequence of pockets of Oscar bait, but it had some really good performance, a lot of... It was a really good exploration of shared trauma. I thought it was a really interesting movie. Um, Jesse Buckley kicked ass hey. in it. She rocked. Loved her. Love Jesse Buckley. Mm-hmm. And Rooney Mara killed it, as always. Um, a lot of the conversations I had like a lot, a lot of time and attention for. I think it was, uh, yeah, overall, really good. I can't imagine... Uh, <laughs> like directing a movie and like having an engaging conversation between like 13 or 14 different people in like the hay attic of a barn and like having that like make continuous sense so color grading aside i think it was a pretty well directed movie but cool yeah um that's <laughs> so that means the only best picture nominee i didn't watch was avatar 2 way of water (laughs) that's probably fine i think you 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 get the idea if if it wins i'll be like fuck (laughs) now we're gonna have to cover this on the fucking podcast i gotta watch that one too damn it um the the other movie i watched inspired by the oscars um i like i said earlier i kind of soft picked uh triangle of sadness to win best picture just mm-hmm. wild guess 
I wanted to check out that director's other works, so I watched his 2014 film Force Majeure, and from director Ruben Ostland, who of course directed Triangle of Sadness. If you're listening to this and you liked or enjoyed Triangle of Sadness, you're going to love Force Majeure. It is very, <laughs> it's fantastic. They even made an American remake of it with mm. Will Ferrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, co-directed by none other than Dean Pelton. Whoa, Jim Rash? Yep. Uh, cool. Pr- I'm probably not going to watch it. It sounds like it doesn't really capture the spirit of the first one. Basically, Force Majeure is a two-hour-long episode of White Lotus where a family just <laughs> has a disagreement and an argument, and it's very engaging, funny, entertaining, um, and also um, heart-wrenching in, in certain ways. It's it's a very interesting movie about a family at a ski resort. Cool. Thumbs up. Do recommend. That's got to be season three, right? That'll be ski season resort? three. Yeah, it's a teaser. Season three teaser. It's one of the side stories of White Lotus. <laughs> um, keeping on theme with the robots this week, we watched because it just got added on Peacock, Mithregan. Oh shit! Did you see the the uncut version? Yeah, we watched the unrated version. It was, uh, boy, it was it a movie. Um, I don't was think there it a gave... lot of blood. There was a lot more blood. I, I don't know if it was more blood. I didn't see the theatrical there was, version. Like, no blood in the theatrical one. Then yes, there was a decent amount of blood. Kid get kid gets hit by a car and he totally deserves it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I guess in the, uh, theatrical version, you might've seen it too, but Denny, are child therapists always this shitty and judgy? Every time a therapist is on screen, my profession gets set back 20 years. <laughs> I figured you would say as much because it, we hated the therapist character in this movie. Yes. Oh man. But it, it was overall somewhere in the middle between joyful and joyless, in, to put it in your terms. Um, I thought it was okay. Glad I finally watched it. Um, but <laughs> of the two 2023 movies I've watched so far, I think this is uh, second place. Nice. Yeah. I. It's it's basically just a I'll like get to more. technology updated child's play. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a fun enough version of that. There was a lot of like intentional humor that like let me know that the movie was like, hey, how about we just have a good time and don't take any of this shit too seriously? Mm-hmm. You know, and that that helped with my buy-in quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, uh, two shows real quick to wrap this up. <coughs> Excuse you. Uh, also on Peacock. Ryan Johnson uh, mystery series Poker Face just finished mm. season one. I hardly know her face. It's a good time. I really enjoyed it. Um, the formula didn't always work for me, and I won't really tell you what that is. But like, if you've seen a mystery movie or short or whatever, you, like you kind of can telegraph what's going to happen in a lot of the episodes. Mm-hmm. But the last few, they really stick the landing. Um, they actually put. I know, Eleven. It's okay. One per episode. It had to happen. It had to happen. We always get it about 15 minutes in. Um, (laughs) She's nothing if not consistent. Um, They managed to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt 
play a watchable character. So thumbs up there. Um, and he was in an he was in an episode with a hopeful Oscar winner Stephanie Shu. Ooh, it was really fun. It was cool. Um, is that Elizabeth Shu's daughter? No, that is uh, the daughter from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, cool. H S U. Yeah. Ah, pronounced Shu, but spelled quite different. I sure hope it's pronounced that way because I would feel like a idiot. Well, I don't know how to pronounce shit. I'm just some white guy out here trying my best. What a gringo, folks. Um, the last show we watched, it's on Hulu. Oh, my God. We just started watching it the other day. It is called Pen 15. Denny, have you seen that show? I think I watched the first couple episodes years ago, but I don't really remember it. I think it was like 2019 it came out but it is two two actresses that are like basically <laughs> recounting themselves as seventh graders in like the early 2000s like 2003 2004 or so and just it's it's amazing but they play themselves and they're not even a lot of the joke is that they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're like 33 year olds playing 13 year olds <laughs> it's so fucking funny it is the perfect portrait of being in seventh grade in the early 2000s which you know maybe a lot of people don't want to go back on that on that time period but um yeah that sucks if i know I, anything I about was there brother <laughs> exactly if i know anything about the two of us and our audience demographic we all went through that already. <laughs> it's a very nostalgic crowd. <laughs> really funny show, though. And that's all I watched. Cool. That's all the stuff. Damn, that was a lot. A lot more than uh, than last week, I think. So, Denny, are yes. you ready? Ready for Robo? I'm always ready for Robo. I'm always ready for Robo. Uh, for context, while we're recording this, people, the Oscars are on, but I have got RoboCop on mute on the other screen. <laughs> so I just I just watched a guy fly through an already broken glass pane in a refrigerator in the convenience store. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Let's hit it, folks. RoboCop came out in 1987. You can find it on Amazon. It's basically every every single streaming service that is like free. It's there. It's 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 almost everywhere. Like Tubi, all those ones. Roku channel, I think too. It's like Freeview is how you watch it on Amazon. So if you don't have the VHS copy for whatever reason, it's uh, it's online for you pretty much everywhere. Denny. Yes. Before I get into the relationships with the movie, I do want to get back to our uh, our new gimmick for this season yes. because I I kind of want to use this as a jumping point for our relationships with RoboCop. And the Critiker review of the week is all lowercase. I've got nightmare with this movie when I was a kid. Five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> And folks, as I say that, RoboCop just shot that guy in the dick. <laughs> Makes me think of Don Denham's t-shirts. That's, uh, 
That's all God, I'll say. That was a great shirt. Hell yeah. But yeah. This movie giving you nightmares when you're a kid, I feel like just kind of jumping into my relationship with the movie, this is the ultimate movie for 80s and 90s kids of like, you're not allowed to watch this R-rated movie, but, you know, you're staying over at a friend's house and their parents either have or pick this VHS up from Blockbuster and you sneak off with it, pop it in and watch the most traumatizing shit you've ever seen at that age. <laughs> That's what it was for me. Is that what it was for you, Denny? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is the ultimate little kid in the 90s. We're not supposed to be watching this, but we are anyways movie. <laughs> what about Man, you? I'm pretty sure my dad just showed it to me. Um, oh. We were pretty, we were pretty fast and loose with violent content in my house. Um, sexual content was a big no-no, but violence was a okay. What about sexual violence, like shooting a guy in a dick? The dick. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> the way they mix it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I can't remember a time in my life when I hadn't seen RoboCop. Um, I don't remember it traumatizing me. I just think I thought it was super badass. Um, two reasons I feel personal connection to it. This was like childhood lore when I was growing up. It, I think it was probably for RoboCop 2 because this looked like it was shot mostly on location in Detroit. Mm -hmm. um, they shot either this or one of the RoboCops was shot in Dallas. And they used the apartments my mom lived in at the time. Oh and shit! They paid her and everybody else a hundred dollars to just go away for the day. That's a hundred dollars in eighties money. That's like three hundred dollars now to just like fuck off for the day, <laughs> so oh they can gosh. shoot around there. It's freaking cool. You could buy a um, new Super Nintendo game for that. Oh my god! And also, uh, Peter Mayhew is a distinguished alumnus of the uh, of the university Greg and I graduated from. But I like to say, me and RoboCop went to the same college, so. <laughs> I was I was about to bring that up, and I'm glad you did. But yeah, we are um, basically classmates. Maybe a little bit removed, but yeah, we're basically classmates, us and RoboCop. Yeah. You and I didn't even go to any of the same classes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's so cool. RoboCop rocks. Um, where do you want to start with this thing, man? You got any, uh, any cool notes to hit us with? Um, should we do a synopsis? yeah yeah uh this is your pick uh go ahead and summarize robocop for us um i've always said that this is a rare movie that can be spoiled by its one word title um <laughs> <laughs> i think you could pretty much surmise what this movie's about um <laughs> from the word robocop um he's part robo part cop and he feels conflicted in that <laughs> i thought he was all cop first of all <laughs> I guess he's all cop, part robo, part human, human whose most of his identity is cop. The rest of his identity is missing his family. <laughs> so uh, basically uh, there's these drug cartels that are uh, like, just look like accountants for some reason. <laughs> they are, are selling nuke and they just keep like mowing people down with their guns in these nuke deals. Um, and it's right around the time that uh, um, the fucking privatization of the police force happens and they're trying to launch RoboCops and ED-209s um, 
and they just keep shooting people in boardrooms. Am I making any sense? Because I'm just stumbling through this. It's a sequence of cool shit. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. A man Anyways. a man dies and becomes a RoboCop, and cool shit happens before and after yeah. that. So, before, during, and after. Murphy, the cop. Murphy, right, is his name? Yeah. Um... He gets shot like 47 times on a drug bust gone wrong. Um, and uh, they're able to salvage his brain and put him inside this new RoboCop thing. But he's not considered human at all. He's just a machine. Um, and then they just send him out into the city to solve crime. <laughs> and he just starts doing it. They go all Spider-Man. Like, is he a friend or a foe? Is he a menace? Um, long story short... He has to overthrow this evil corporation that wants to take over the city and fuck everything up for Detroit. And he has to fight the ED-209 that, like, falls down some stairs and shit. And, um, eventually he's all like, I miss my family and I'm, like, mostly a human, but goddamn do I love enforcing the law. <laughs> is, is, is that where we land? I think you basically nailed it. Okay. Not gonna lie. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's if you haven't seen it, I don't really know what to tell you. Like any um you know, summation of the plot would just sound like this happens and then RoboCop does this cool thing and then <laughs> RoboCop does this stuff. And you'd be like, Wow, sounds like shit and then you watch it, you're like, No, actually very cool. <sighs> oh my god, it's such a good movie. What it's a joyful so film. What it's a... joyful. It's joyful to a T. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember what movie on this podcast did you call a camp masterpiece? Oh fuck, Evil I don't... Dead maybe. Either that, maybe Brain Dead, Dead Alive. I can't remember. I don't. It wasn't a Friday the Thirteenth movie, despite the camp involved. Um, if I may. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I feel like this this captures the same sort of spirit. Oh yes, absolutely camp masterpiece um another thing you did bring up way back when on our first anniversary talking about back to the future part two mm -hmm. where we're exploring an analog future and it seems like we just at the time we weren't able to conceive a digital future yes i am watching the movie again right now on mute and we're in the bathroom and there is just like a those red light up text light fixtures of above the urinals yes. in the bathroom it's yes. just like the boardroom has crt televisions like oh this it's is so beautiful it's beautiful greg analog future is the only future um when we switched to digital that's where it all went wrong we should be pressing physical buttons that make physical lights light up and mm -hmm. <laughs> its functionality should be limited it's still a remote control, but it controls 20 TVs instead of one. <laughs> yeah, that wall of TVs they have. Shit like that. Yeah, if if you're making a movie in the 80s and early 90s and you want to portray the future, a wall of individual television screens um, is what you're going to be shooting for. <laughs> they couldn't even imagine, like, a giant screen. Like, they just thought we'd start stacking. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I, yeah, I had a stray thought. That's not worth saying. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, I, just this aesthetic of this movie, I feel like could be really drab 
you know it could just be yeah. like this it's old detroit it's kind of this grizzled future business forward privatized police force it could just be this gray bleak rundown kind of movie and it kind of is that but it's just it's got such a colorful vibe to it despite yeah. being mostly like grays and muted palettes and kind of blue it's not like vaporwave aesthetic there's no puppy cats here it's just <laughs> it's just dry and analogy but magical but when you're shining those red and blue police lights on all that chrome you know like that's where our vibe comes in Ooh. there's a lot of chrome reflecting colorful lights in this movie and it gives you just that spike of color um that that, that makes it all seem like uh, uh retro futurism -y. but really it's just like shitty looking parts of detroit with a robocop running around in them right mm-hmm some stuff is shiny some stuff is bright the rest is kind of muted um <laughs> what did you think i i you mentioned it in your synopsis but i i love this movie's like that if somebody gets shot eighty six thousand times there's still the effort made to take them to a hospital and try to yeah. save their lives <laughs> But did you notice, like, specifically when they're trying to save Murphy, um, how nonchalant the doctors are about what they're doing? Um, I, I thought it, like, really added to the film's, like, detached tone and the satire that it's going for. That they're, like, literally trying to save this man, but they're just like, okay, um, I don't know, I guess we'll try. Clear? Oh, fuck, that didn't work. You know, like, they just, like, the doctor, <laughs> it was a nice little uh, detail that I hadn't noticed on previous watches that's interesting because I, I feel like a doctor now would have just been like there's a bullet hole in his brain i have other stuff to do yeah they shot most of his limbs all the way off just using bullets like saws <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny even like the guy in the boardroom meeting in the uh the opening scene with the ed-209 just getting blasted into oblivion they're still like somebody call a doctor <laughs> no he's dead <laughs> holy shit um so what do you you called them like accountants these drug gangs Did yeah you, were you not as big a fan of kurtwood smith as i was in this movie oh i i, I this is no not at all it's a note i came away with from the movie in general i was preoccupied for a lot of the time of just like how many like schlubby looking people got to be in movies back in the 80s mm -hmm. like now like the extras are like so pretty all of them and the 80s have like look at look at our our main villain like he's not what i would put for like robocop's nemesis based just on like type just looking at him um he's got a gross balding hairline he, he looks he looks like he should be doing somebody's taxes uh his performance <laughs> is fantastic don't get me wrong on that like mm -hmm. his performance is amazing but like he doesn't look like like robocop should pick his teeth with this guy just looking at him yeah <laughs> and like nowadays you'll get like seven foot two nba players f squaring off against john wick like it, they're a lot more careful in their bad guys even like the ancillary ones so 
I, I do like the main bad guy is just like a dorky dad that can be kind of menacing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's that's what's messed up. His weapon is his mind, how he controls people. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's he's, what's all that's left of him at one point. He's just so twisted. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself with RoboCop 2. <laughs> oh, spoilers to come for RoboCop 2. Sorry, people. I do, I do like um, Perkins recognizing RoboCop's humanity because, like, wait a minute. He just spun his pistol around his finger. <laughs> Robo- robots don't do badass shit like that <laughs> that must be my old partner uh, have, have you ever seen a CPU taunt in Super Smash Bros that is a human damn it <laughs> pause quit the game hell yeah <laughs> um, it, kind of a similarity I'll sp- I'll draw with Starship Troopers because I, I, I feel the same about both these movies because I think my relationship with both movies is the same where mm-hmm. like, I really shouldn't be watching this. I'm five. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um, kind of intercutting the the story with fun, kick-ass little news segments or commercials. What do you, What's your take on those? Because they rule. I, that's they rule they rule um my take is they're awesome i don't know why they work they're basically just irrelevant disruptions of the narrative that establish tone um, and theme but they when it works it works man it's they're so good oh that's all oh, they're so incredible i just want to play nukem I don't yeah know what to tell you. oh my god <laughs> i think sometimes i get confused between the ones here like i'll buy that for a dollar and would you like to know more from starship troopers i'll, mm-hmm. I'll get them a little confused sometimes um because i'm a fool and i haven't seen these movies very many times they're just somewhere deep in there yeah they're Verhoeven classics both of them and both of them are uh satires that were uh, uh largely missed by the <laughs> audience <laughs> we'll say misunderstood um Man, I'm I'm again, I'm watching the movie right now. The guy is robbing the gas station God. and his gun is jammed. What a scene. His gun's jammed. What a scene. It's like the the side of it is open and there's a bullet like sticking up at an angle jamming the gun so that gun will not fire if he pulls the trigger. <laughs> um whoopsie doopsie. A <laughs> little bit of a goof there. Whoopsies. Oh, well, very minor complaint from <laughs> RoboCop. What am I going to complain about RoboCop? <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have any negatives? 30... <laughs> I don't have negatives on RoboCop. I really don't. 36 years later, it's, it's yeah, complaints, no. Because like you said, it's it's a joyful movie. Good? Yeah, in a lot of places. Bad? Probably not. Maybe like a little cheesy here and there just like corny action but it all feels so intentional and joyful is the best way to describe the the movie experience here mm-hmm. so like is there really anything to complain about because I, I don't know kind of a stray thought i had i think after like our oscar talk last uh last week is just like how you and i enjoy movies is very similar because we're basically on the same page of 
what was this movie trying to do as a cinematic experience and did it accomplish that yeah you know this isn't going to top fucking fargo or whatever in terms of like quality and like thematic experience but this is just kick-ass cinema to a t right and it's it's trying to be that and it overwhelmingly succeeds at it well and like it tells you that with the title like they knew what they were doing when they called the movie robocop they didn't call it like uh an officer's humanity you know like they called it fucking robocop they're, murphy's they're telling, revenge yeah like <laughs> they're telling you what kind of movie it's gonna be and boy do they deliver on that as advertised man like and i think like that's why uh people miss a lot of the satire about like authority and about like capitalism yada 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 is because it just works so well played straight as an over-the-top action flick you know like it allows people to just see it at that level because it works so well at that level it can just be mm -hmm. an insanely over-the-top gore fest action flick hell yeah and we love it more for that um what do you got what, what's hit me with another note my guy oh man another note let's see i've been running the show this whole time it's your turn okay okay um let's see uh canonically uh 415 in progress this police code means unauthorized pubic grooming uh they were threatening to cut a woman's pubic hair with a knife and uh they called in a 415 in progress i bet a lot of you guys didn't pick that up i certainly did not because holy shit i didn't realize that would be a code <laughs> Whew oofy <laughs> oh man this is the thing i don't really have a lot of notes on this like i wrote down like if i wrote down starburns was there a guy that looked like starburns i don't know it's been a couple weeks since i watched it um <laughs> a lot of the guys do and i feel like that fits your um accountant yeah <laughs> statement it's just yeah. like a lot of these guys look like community college dropouts who faked their own death uh so yeah um i can't tell you which character looked like starburns but a couple of them probably De could definitely be. did definitely <laughs> did you have a couple entrants to this um hell yeah greg what do you oh. what do you think robocop is trying to tell us it's a movie that, that i feel like is pretty message heavy what would you say is the takeaway from robocop don't break the law <laughs> um <laughs> eat your vegetables stay in school maybe uh, <laughs> i don't know man uh what is what is robocop trying to tell us um trying to fit in with the theme here can your humanity ever be taken away hmm i don't want to spoil any gimmicks of mine really quick but jesus christ trying to um reduce a human down to just his you know police instinct and make a robot out of that is never going to work all the way if you want him to be part human and have some human attributes if you leave any part of that human mind in there you've got a human and yeah. he's going to feel things try to remember things want to discover who he is why he's there find meaning that sort of thing so 
Careful who you make an android out of. <laughs> Thanks for the warning, RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's really trying to drive home a message about authority that's not accountable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like the, the privatization of the police force. Um, and then look how quickly, like, basically, if they don't have to value human life, they won't. Um, the only reason human life gets treated with any fucking dignity is because we have to vote for people. So they can't be, like, anti-human life. A corporation absolutely can. They just have to be pro-profit. Pro um, mm -hmm. They can... <laughs> they can just do, build this robot. And the way it struck me... This is, like, the funniest thing in the movie to me. Um... <laughs> They send him out in the city like he's a fucking Roomba that cleans crime. Like, yeah. they just, like, turn him on and put him in a car, and they're like, off he goes, just, like, completely unmonitored, trusting that he'll just, like, solve crimes and find his way back home. There's, like, no testing process. They just send him out there. It's it's as if the city is just, like, a binary landscape of criminals and innocent people. And he's out to shoot the criminals some in whatever place he deems necessary uh, so yeah it, yeah and there's a total lack of accountability with that because you know you can shoot your way out of any situation and this movie i don't know maybe it does feel like a, like i was saying like a binary landscape of criminals and civilians so it feels justified when he shoots the criminals because they're mm -hmm. bad guys they're gonna do murderous crimes violent crimes basically but you know if if everybody that like jaywalks gets shot in the calf then you know we need some more accountability here and i feel like the <laughs> robocop protocol doesn't really allow for that sort of thing very fair very fair i would agree i would agree bullets um to what extent do you feel like like percentage wise to what extent do you feel like this is meant to be played as a comedy Ooh, interesting maybe like 30 I, that's that's a solid figure i think yeah 30 percent comedy I, I like i watch it now especially in like you know we talked about the analog the idea of an analog future that does provide some unintended comedy for me in 2023 but you know i still feel like the intended amount of like comedy bits or maybe not bits but like satire and stuff that's supposed to make you laugh and be like haha that is what it's gonna be like one day yep probably about 30 percent yeah i mean like those action sequences like you're not supposed to be taking them seriously like those aren't those aren't played straight when like gas stations are exploding that was super badass by the way when robocop's walking away from the fucking blown up gas station holy shit that's cool damn right um like it's or like people are getting shot like 47 times we're not supposed to be like my god the horror he's been shot so many times like, you know like <laughs> it's it's tongue-in-cheek it's very very tongue-in-cheek the whole time i think tongue-in-cheek yeah it's not supposed to be like gut busting comedy, but it is supposed to be like, mm, okay. It's <laughs> an action movie. Smirk at these kind of things. 
maybe not laugh your ass off at it the whole time, but <laughs> just be like, ah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm having fun. That laugh, that that dad laugh. Did uh did you ever play the Super Nintendo game RoboCop versus Terminator? Sadly, tragically, I did not. Dude, it is super fun. I've got it at my house. I got super far on it and I got to a level I just can't beat and I've I've been really discouraged. Um it's fun as shit, man. RoboCop versus Terminator is a classic. Uh who do you think would win in a real fight, RoboCop or Terminator? Hmm. So like original Terminator one, Terminator one Arnold Schwarzenegger Robocop one, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Maybe Terminator. Just in terms of like uh, body composition, anatomy seems a little stronger. Basically, they both just got guns, really. Yeah. But Terminator, once that flesh gets ripped away, it's just terrifying robot once you rip away the flesh of robocop you've got bones yeah so <laughs> and robocop's a lot clunkier than terminator the the t-800 mm -hmm. you know like he's uh he's he's a lot clunkier he has so many prime directives where terminator only has like one prime directive at a time you know mm -hmm. like I, I feel like terminator thinks and moves a lot faster than robocop does yeah but if we can back up RoboCop with an ED-209, Sans Staircase, we've got a real fight on our hands. Yeah. How fucking funny is that? Like, uh, like it fucking falls down the stairs. That's how he beats it. I think it makes a shitload of sense, honestly. It is very funny, but it also, like, well, yeah, look at those feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do think it is that's that's part of the satire right that's part of the statement is just like we're so focused on this perfect war machine that we don't even think about like the practicality of it like just existing in modern society just yeah, like what a stupid machine this would be yeah like its guns are perfect like it's got perfect targeting systems it's hyper efficient at this that and the other but like it's it's designed so much for combat that like its feet are too big for the stairs yeah yeah <laughs> like and that's that's all you need like yeah it's it's a it's a great like little mini statement kind of further along the themes of what they're going for here yeah what do you think of the uh robot stop motion uh good good 1987 terrific yeah it was um it was done by the guy that did the special effects. Shoot, come on. Phil Tippett. It was done by Phil Tippett, who did the special effects for uh, the last two Star Wars movies. Not the last two, most recent two, but like Return of the Jedi. He did the special effects for Jurassic Park. He did cool. that movie Mad God that, I, that came out this year. Still haven't watched. Special effects legend phil tippett did the stop motion for the ed 209 so cool thumbs up across the board shout out to phil tippett i'll do it again i'll do it every week if i have to hell yeah <sighs> i wish there was like kind of back on the oscars i guess a little bit and i'll see if ray hikwan won something yet okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> hikwan sorry um i wish they would have a category for like practical effects stunt work shit like that yeah, that would be man. really cool 
I mean, I guess that's technically best visual effects, but like, uh, like what? Why not honor the cool parts of filmmaking? What are you excited about? Your face is 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 reading excitement. All right. Um. Yeah, it would be. I think visual effects usually goes to like CGI effects. Like we right, co- yeah. we covered Ex Machina, and I feel like that was a really good achievement of um, computer visual effects on like a very micro scale. I kind of praised that while we were talking about it. Uh, my face lit up because there are three Oscar winners that have been announced. Animated feature went to Guillermo. Guillermo, I, I fucked it up again. Pinocchio. Oh my god! For real? Yes, and uh, two more. Best Supporting Actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. Everything? Everywhere, all at once. Oh, and my God. Best Supporting Actor, I I, I said it, man. Kei Kwan has won the Oscar yes! for Best Supporting Actor. Yes! Oh, my God. Fuck yes. Those are the only three? We haven't even gotten to, like, screenplay yet? Jesus. That's amazing. Did Batman win Best Sound? Uh, <laughs> uh i'm 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 extremely happy for for everyone involved hell yeah that rocks um keiku kwan i can't wait to see his acceptance speech we'll watch it later yep um but unfortunately for him he was not in the movie robocop <laughs> <laughs> oh they announced documentary what do you mean? feature unfortunately for him unfortunately for us unfortunately he for us he would have elevated this movie Ooh, yes he would have uh man uh he he's currently in a the drug warehouse shooting everybody right now on my other screen so (laughs) god this movie kicks ass what do you uh what do you make of robocop's existential crisis um interesting i think it's ahead of its time in in terms of like maybe not ahead of its time maybe it's been done before in like predating 80s sci-fi especially in film maybe like in literature and everything just like this exploration of like a robot or an android like something with sentience exploring like its humanity its purpose its place in the world or universe wherever it is um i think robocop is just an extension of that and like we've been saying one of the more badass explorations of that so I um, I think you you, you kind of said it earlier in the synopsis is just like his <laughs> humanity is just to be sad about how he remembers he had a family or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I I I could live without it. I like you can't not do it. I get that. Like you can't like what what is the movie if if there's not some like ethical concern of his humanity. I don't know if maybe Mayhew was a little too robotic in it. Um, I mean, intentionally, right? I, I know, like that's what I'm saying. Maybe he leaned more on the robo than the cop. You know, um, it, it just it was it was a little hokey for me, um, especially because we had like we didn't we didn't know that family really before he became RoboCop. That might have helped me yeah. with it if we if we got to spend some time with them. I was going to say, I, I understand where you're coming from there, but I, I feel like that would have been, that would have felt shoehorned in a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, what you going to do? What I'm going to do is tell you that uh, The Irish Goodbye won the live action short film Oscar. Hey, so. I, I like that. I'm down with that. 
I think that was one of your predictions. Yeah, I I, I had a feeling. Uh, that tonight's going to be a good night. All right, we're on a commercial break on the on the movie there. So um, <laughs> let's keep this party rolling here a little bit. Um, my next notes, I kind of, <laughs> I told you before we started recording, the poor people at this company, at a certain point, they're just going to stop fucking going to board meetings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, they do, it is funny, they kind of, like, shrug off, like, the death. It seems like a, a a technological setback or, like, an inconvenience to, like, the corporate plan when somebody gets murdered with guns in the board meeting. But, like, the poor, like, extra people that aren't really in charge of that kind of thing, it just, just gotta be like, okay, my friend died at the last one. He was shot 87 times, and try as they... <laughs> try as they might they couldn't resuscitate him and then you go to the next board meeting and someone gets shot and killed again <laughs> like, yeah, come on i'm not attending any more of these the, the amount of paperwork that was done the amount of paperwork from those meetings just the imagine. amount of paperwork <laughs> like a scene from hot fuzz or something yeah, man. He got two pens. <laughs> Those are, and they're so great about just like the corporate disregard for human life. It is so evident in how they respond to those boardroom deaths. Like, they would literally watch someone get shot and not blink and keep thinking about profits. And that's what makes it feel like a more modern satire. And then you realize, oh, this sh- kind of shit has just been going on for decades. Like, this yep. is just the attitude of. <laughs> people with that kind of wealth and power this is this is how they view people and they just can get away with it a lot more now yeah i i would say this is a uh a rare satire that is aged very well Mm -hmm. would you agree with me on that that a lot of the time satire it's so it's so specific to the cultural moment it was satirizing that it doesn't really land in the future but I, i i feel like Man, uh, let's not get political here, but, like, it's not hard to draw parallels from, like, the police-civilian relations of the past, like, five or six years in the United States. There's a lot that RoboCop has to say about situations that have gone on, and I don't want to make this about that or anything like that, because politics isn't everything else. Why should it be in our podcast? Um, But, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah this is aged well this this still feels like relevant and salient when you watch it in 2023 yeah exactly it's some things never change unfortunately capitalism has only gotten worse it was if you satirized capitalism in the 80s man you bet on the right horse um we are sick of it (laughs) (laughs) it's only gotten worse we're here to appreciate your work Mm-hmm. bold to satirize capitalism in the 80s when it was actually working bold those were the true fans those aren't fair weather fair weather fans of, of the fall of capitalism <laughs> fair weather economic plan they fans, thought it was uh, evil when everyone was fucking happy <laughs> they knew the score um uh, I was going to transition that, but score was the wrong word. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front won Best Cinematography. Cool. <laughs> they haven't announced score yet. Shit. Damn. <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. It scored the award for Best Cinematography. Ah. 
I have one finger raised in the air as if to... <laughs> I love that we're, like, essentially live-tweeting the Oscars, like, a week late by the time this airs. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you fucking idiots, of course. <laughs> I've guys, known this. This is a reactions video now. Denny and Greg react to Googling the Oscar results. The worst reaction <laughs> React video to Googling? <laughs> I think I saw, like, a half-mentioned joke on Twitter that this movie won something? <laughs> I wonder if John Watson Sr. has watched Tar. Ooh. We'll have to we'll have to call him. We'll have to call him. Well, I'll, I'll check with my John Watson Sr. guy. I've got a contact. Uh, <laughs> I know his grandson. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, his regular son. Um, yeah, Tar fucking kicks ass, dude. You have to watch it. I will. Maybe. I, it sounds the, serious. I don't it, know. I described the story as extremely boring, and you're going to watch it and be like, this is the fucking peak of cinema. What am I talking about? This rules. All right. So good. Catch me. You're talking to a man who just watched the Scream franchise. That's that's more my speed. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts on Scream Fair. 3. Um, that's how I spend my time, Greg. It's that in Mario Party. <laughs> hey. Um, I'm shrugging in agreement here. God, what I am I going to say? Party. I am going through a phase, let me tell you. Mario Party, <laughs> you want to talk about the dangers of AI? You want to talk about authority that's not accountable? That game hates me sometimes, Greg. That game hates me. It knows me. It knows you. Uh, are you familiar with the term rubber banding? Um, yes. You, yeah, you get so far ahead, the game has to spring stuff behind you up to... It's doing that for your wife. And she's stealing your stars and emotionally... Talking to a guy who lost 98 coins on the last turn of the game. Last last game. Yeah. Think I don't know about rubber banding. Think I don't know. At a certain point, I I just simply stopped being so nice to my wife when it came to Mario Party strategy, basically. I looked at it this way. I could be mean to my wife or I could be mean to the NPC Birdo. And only one of those things was willing to have sex with me in the future. Birdo so seems be, game. Yeah, I, I was nice to Birdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Are we still on the air? Are we still talking about Glad fucking Robocop? Yeah, I think so. I think Birdo oral sex jokes fall in line with our RoboCop discussion perfectly. Uh, is it oral? Is that a nose or a mouth? Anyways, whatever. Let's just. <laughs> it's all the same in the dark, Greg. That's what you need to know. RoboCop has a nose just under that mask. Uh... How freaky does he look with the mask off? I don't like it. I don't like unmasked RoboCop. I like it. It. In terms of visual effects, I like it. I appreciate it. It is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. He goes from looking badass as shit to, like, kill me now, God, please. Oh, shit. And he will He will do it. Just commit some crimes and he'll do it for you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not really finding any other notes here. No, man. I, I, I'm looking honestly, around. I felt like this would be a shorter discussion because it's just such it's one of those movies where it's like it's not like the satire is like deep enough to inspire like a super cool discussion it's pretty just it's on the nose you can figure out what it's what it's what's trying to say and it's just really fun and there's not a lot to really 
digest beyond that you know like there and there's definitely not points of contention we're not like none of us is like robocop sucks we're not that guy at the party right like we we both love it so fuck yeah and let me tell you why robocop sucks no definitely not here for it we're not here for that person that is in so. violation of the prime directive Ooh. Directive number five. Don't shit on RoboCop. Uh, he's going down a parking garage as we speak. I'm folks. not joking. If someone thought RoboCop sucked, I would like distrust them a little. It would like it would seriously be like I would view it as a character flaw, and I would store that away for later and be like, if I'm ever in like a live or die situation with this person, I'm gonna remember the kind of person they are when they showed me their true character when they it's, told me RoboCop sucked. It's the like aging curve of enjoyment right like down here you've got like your younger self that's like oh my god robocop is so cool guns and violence and blah 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 and then like it goes up you're like only serious drama can be considered true film and then at a certain age you just kind of drop off the other way and be like robocop is cool as shit yeah fuck off and it's one of the best movies ever made eat my ass i don't care that's and that's where we're at. I'm watching a stop motion T-Rex stomp through a town after the one of the most dramatic to sell the 6000 SUX. <laughs> During one of the most dramatic scenes in the movie, they cut to a commercial before a news uh program. Oh, damn it. Oh shit. This movie rocks. What am I talking about? Ooh. Uh, shall we I got hot. shall we get into gimmicks? I think we shall get into gimmicks. Denny. Yes, Greg. The alarm's going off. Yes. Threat level detected. Denny. Threat wee, wee, level wee, wee, wee. detected. What is your threat level detected for Robocop? The thing that truly worries me about robots is that they might shoot me in the dick. All right. And my answer for... <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your um, briefness here. Thank you. Uh, my threat level detected is something I kind of referenced a little bit earlier. Becoming a robot and not being able to escape your human past. Ooh, fuck. Terrifying. Oh, you'd be immortalized, too. You'd have to just live with it forever. Live with it forever. Just having this unscratchable itch of having to chase after the answers. Shit. Really sad shit. But yeah, uh, getting shot in the wiener, also very scary and bad. Uh, let's not give robots guns, folks. No. That's all there is to say on that. Denny, what is your favorite line from the movie RoboCop? Um, you got plenty of options. Yes. Uh, I, I've got um, to give a shout out to... Um, excuse me, I have somewhere to go. Or, excuse me, I have to go somewhere there is a crime happening like he's like making an excuse to get out of asking a girl on a date <laughs> just like somewhere on earth a crime is happening um i'm gonna go with our main bad guy's name what was his name um the the actor that clarence played him. oh clarence, um yeah. kurtwood smith kurtwood smith bitches leave is is mine <laughs> it was such a great line dude that there was a trailer for a Nicolas Cage movie that I didn't watch where Nicolas Cage comes into a room in like a strip club, like a private room in a strip club or some shit. And he says, bitches, leave. And I never watched the movie. 
and I think it was a RoboCop reference. And I need to watch that movie that and remember what it was. Right. Yes. I'll watch any movie where Nicolas Cage says bitches leave. <laughs> uh, sounds like we need a cage match soon. Um, was that your favorite line? Bitches leave? Yeah, bitches leave is my favorite line. <sighs> well, I only had one runner-up, and it was, you are going to be a bad motherfucker. Guess what? He was. He was a bad motherfucker. But my favorite line, I think it's the first line spoken by a non-news reporter in the movie. Attempted murder? It's not like he killed someone. <laughs> there you go. 10 out of 10 joke to really kick off the movie. That was dope. I remember that. Oh, man. It's just, you forget how funny this movie is sometimes. God it's damn, a hilarious so movie like a lot of comedy lot of comedy uh not laugh a minute but enjoyment a second yes all right uh denny last question for robocop buddy what is your critic or score for robocop this one scores a 43 out of 50 for me uh i will only give a 43 to movies i think are particularly badass and this one is particularly badass <laughs> i was about to say you better say particularly uh yeah uh well done i'm glad you uh landed at a 43 my critic or score for robocop is a 32 out of 40 which is basically an 8 out of 10 nice it is it's you just gotta shrug and say like it just it is what it is it is is it is its own work of art it has its own place in history it's beautiful it's cool fun fantastic smart funny etc cool ass movie that does exactly what it set out to do ahead of its time honestly yeah dope as hell man dope as hell and that's all i've got that is all i've got for uh robocop denny yes sir if you've got no other final thoughts buddy we do have an audience poll yeah i can't wait for next week the audience poll is concluded the people have spoken and next week denny i'm gonna let you announce the winner because you um definitely influenced the vote more than a little bit i campaigned for this um and my campaigns like never work but this one did and i'm so pumped <laughs> short circuit is what we are covering next week we are deviating from our normal theme of when we're worried about robots this is when we're worried about like how the robot is doing if the robot is okay <laughs> um, not worried about what the robot will do to us i cannot wait for short circuit uh it, it, it's I, I don't think it's an earnest scared stupid situation i really don't i think it's gonna be fun good lord i hope not it's got ali um, sheedy <laughs> i don't think we're gonna have a sheedy time so <laughs> dust off those vhs's once again because we're going to be talking about short circuit next week Woo. all right denny cop yes sir this is a good time um two movies down one to go excited yes rope but we've been awfully robotic this whole time the one thing i want to still be organic is your catchphrase 
Well, since it came up organically, for Greg Work the Legwork Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Movies for When? We already told you when, but we know you know what we didn't tell you? What's my cage again? I'm a police robo, see my badge? <laughs> Stay